Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. My guest today is Ling Li. Ling is a creative entrepreneur. She is the founder of Ling Studios and the host of Light a Spark podcast, where she sits down and interviews different people. Ling got her master's degree in journalism from the University of Sheffield, and she's worked with the Center for China and Globalization as a comms manager and editor. She's also worked in the past as an editor with one of China's top news outlets, China Daily. She's here today to discuss life as a creative in China, cultural exchanges and differences, the work culture among China's vibrant youth and many other subjects. It's an incredible conversation. I think you guys are going to enjoy it. I appreciate you watching. Make sure to hit that subscribe button and without further ado, this is me and Ling. Let's start with your basic introduction as you. I have a very interesting question for you. The first day I watched your video, okay. I'm like, hmm, mm -hmm. but I'll get to that question after. So how would okay, you introduce um, yourself, your origin story, um, how you've, you know, shaped yourself as a professional from you know, from a young age to this point, because I went through your LinkedIn um, account and mm -hmm. you have a very interesting resume. <laughs> so, you know, talk us Thank through how, how that origin till now started. Okay, great. So first of all, I thank you, Teo, for having me. Actually, I'm a big, uh, big fan of your videos and your oh. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I would do uh, maybe a little bit in introduction about myself. My name is Ling, actually, and I'm from mainland China, and now I'm living in Kuomintang City, the capital city of Yunnan province. I think maybe probably you don't know, probably you don't know where is it is located in western, southwestern China. And I'm now a full-time content creator. But before that, I spent uh, more than like three years as a communications manager at a think tank based in Beijing. Uh, but my first job uh, was an editor at China Daily, a newspaper in China. But I didn't stay there for uh, for very long. Like for it's just about like four months. So uh, when I realized that being an editor in a Chinese newspaper was not uh, what I want to do, uh, when I uh, switched my major from material chemistry to journalism, so I just decided to quit. Uh, by the way, having said that, I previously studied, uh, studied material chemistry in Central South University in China uh, for my undergraduate degree, and I chose to change my major to journalism when I got to my master's degree, uh, uh, which I decided to study journalism in the UK. Mm, well, I know, <laughs> I know you might say that's so crazy. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's 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 how a lot of people reacted at the time. Uh, of course, including my parents. Uh, but I was so lucky because even though my parents might not have understand what I what I was doing, and they would have been very worried about my future. But they still, they decide to support me, so I really appreciate it. But you know, my hometown uh, is a very, very small board town in Yunnan, where it belongs to one of China's less developed regions. 
I was the first person in my family to go to university. So, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And I also the oldest child in the family. So my wow. parents had great, yeah, my parents just have like a great expectation of me. But despite this, they still choose to support me. So I really, really grateful for that. They always let me choose my own path, uh, own path. So that's really great. And wow. and in fact, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. And in fact, as you just uh, just check my uh, uh, resume on LinkedIn, you will find that actually I have been making some decisions that many people may not understand, including <laughs> the matter. Yeah, including the matter I mentioned uh, before, just changing my major, and of course, uh, include. Uh, matter of suddenly quitting my job and going yeah. back to my hometown to start my own studio as a content creator when especially when my career in Beijing was actually developing well so in fact part of the reason for that was that my family needed me at that time uh, it's very objective reason but actually there was another reason uh, deep inside me so the long repetitive and often overtime work uh, had made me lose part of myself I think uh, mm. let me take, uh, take an example so one day I just found out I couldn't write anymore but that's uh, something I really love you know wow. yeah so yeah yeah so I found that I could no longer write something like uh, I want to be the sea, deep, but white, blue in the sun. I know it's not a really big deal to write some sentence like that, but I really love the person I was at the time when I wrote it. So you see, it's just like a puzzle. Uh, I lost a piece, a piece of it, so I can't be complete. I feel I just lose a piece of my soul. You, I can say that. So I just decided to leave. But of course, I actually learned a lot from my uh, former boss and colleagues uh, at my last company. And I enjoyed the time working with them. But I knew it's time to leave. To move on. So here I am. Yeah. So here I am. I'm, I'm now doing what I love. I, I, I like to write to talk to people from different backgrounds like you to create <laughs> Yeah, to think and to to learn from each other. So I have to say that even though I'm, I I can say that I'm a poor I'm I'm a poor now, but I'm very happy. <laughs> I'm back. Yeah, I'm I'm back being the girl with a passion. I believe that um things are going to, uh, better and better. Yeah, that's I hope. <laughs> yes, that's that's really great. Um, I feel like it's you've discovered um you know your mm -hmm. um your spark if i if i'm going to use that word since oh. you are the host of light a spark anyways <laughs> great. so you've discovered that spark again mm -hmm. um but you know i, I want to get to that as to the reason why mm -hmm. you were able to make that decision but before that um uh, I, I mean i'm curious why sure. did you switch from a bachelor's in material chemistry to journalism oh 
Um, this is、uh, this is quite an interesting story back in there. Um, I think I I don't know if you know uh familiar with the education system uh here in China when we uh get the ex uh exam uh the the exam for the for the college actually we didn't know yeah Gaokao we have no idea yeah. like yeah. what kind of、yeah. majors. Uh, is about、mm. what kind of majors about,、yeah. and we we have no clues about that. But at the same time, we have、oh, we are facing a time to choose a major, and we have to choose a university. So most of uh most of uh the graduates from high school, we just thought about. We just, you know, just compare the, the ranking of the universities and the, the ranking of the majors. So we made a choice.、Yeah. Based on this this kind of stuff,、uh, when I got in the when I got in the college, I found out a lot of people actually they don't like the major they study, and after this、mm. graduate from the college, they just、uh, when they have to look for a job, they just randomly to find a job they don't really love, and some and and most of time the job even. Doesn't relate to, related to the major they studied in the back in the uni. Yeah, so yeah. it's quite weird thing I think. But for for my personal story, yeah, I I just one of them. <laughs> I just choose the <laughs> the best may、uh, the best subject in my university, and、uh, for the university I choose is because it's ranked very well. It's a top ten university、uh, for the material chemistry、uh, in China, I think, at the time. So I just chose this major and this university, and I、uh, luckily got in. You must have scored high at Gaokao then. If if you got <laughs> in, you must have scored、uh, high. It it it's I I I can't say I I did well, but. It's okay. I did it. It's okay. <laughs>、um, for a lot of our、uh-huh. listeners, sorry. For a lot of our listeners who perhaps do not know what Gaokao is. Um, how you、okay. know? How would you explain it to people easily?、Um, what is Gaokao? Because I feel like there's a lot of similarities also in a lot of countries.、Mm-hmm. We have something similar、mm-hmm. to Gaokao,、um, but what is、mm-hmm. Gaokao? So basically, Gaokao is kind of like a, a college college requirement examination for the Chinese students.、Uh, for the Chinese students, basically, you have to spend like.、Uh, Like a three year in high school, and you have to pass this、uh, examination、uh, to get a proper university.、Uh, to getting a proper university, so it's kind of like I think it's kind of like A level test, but it's I. I I think it's it's definitely not the same education system, uh, uh, in terms of the in terms of how we learn and the goal of the education system. I think so. I'm not sure if I I make a very clear explanation, but I tried my best. <laughs> I, 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 I think ha- you have.、Yeah. <laughs> I think you have. Um, in a way, it's similar to the same as、uh, a college entrance exam that most places will.
yes. will have. So before yes. you get into a university, you have to take a certain level of, you know, of tests, sometimes maybe SATs or, you know, things mm-hmm. like that, or like um, JAM in some countries in West Africa, something called a, a JAM, Joint Admission Matriculation Board. Um, so uh, it's, it's, it's great to see that, you know, that you're lighting that spark, <laughs> as you would say. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> as you, you. <laughs> would say. Um, so let's, let's go to you as a creative now, life as a creative. You so, mentioned that you left your okay. job at, um, by the way, with CCG. CCG is the Center mm-hmm. for China and Globalization. And you were a communications manager. Yeah, you were a comms manager yes. there. Um, so you left, you've left that and now you are working um, as a creative entrepreneur. You have your own studio. Why is this the, why is this the way? Why a creative entrepreneur? When I first, uh, when I first time, I realized I really like the stuff like uh, create creating stuff. It's mm. actually I have to say that I love writing all the time. And uh, when I got in the university, actually, uh, like I said before, as uh, the more I learned about material chemistry, the uh, the more I realized that I I. I I actually don't like that. And so I just tried different kind of stuff to do and found my passion where my passion is. So once uh, I just worked as a volunteer in a, like a jazz festival, uh, a mu- musical festival. And mm. I, I, I have, I, you know, I have them like record videos and do some interviews, like very short one, but I really enjoy it. So yeah. I just found out I really loved the feeling to commute to communicate with the people and I love writing so why why not just make something you know just uh, include all of stuff so I just okay. think of the journalism maybe the will be the perfect subject I can try so I just changed my major from the science to the Jo- uh, journalism. journalism and uh, I think I just got it I just I just I got the point so uh, it's so nice to when I studying uh, the journalism in the UK and I found I really love to create uh, this, uh, this the content including the videos and the maybe for the podcast and the uh, something like that so I just give it a try so actually uh, I found Lightning Studio in se- September last year. Uh, yeah, it's called Lightning Studio. It's okay, okay because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because a lot it's of people say the wrong way. Okay. Yeah, exactly because because you have noticed that the spelling of Lightning uh, is actually the same as the spelling of my my name L I N G. So it's yes. okay. <laughs> so um, my bad. But. It's okay. It's okay. So, uh, but thanks for the opportunity to let me explain this, uh, my studio. Actually, <laughs> um, uh, Lightning Studio, uh, of course, L-I-N-D refers to lightning. And yes. L, is for, L is for light and I-N-G is for inspiring the new generation. So oh. my studio values, uh, we believe the world needs light which are inspired the new uh, generation and we are going to be the light. So, um, you know, I've actually 
uh, always want to do a video of, uh, to trying to introduce my studio. But uh, here's the thing: <laughs> I, 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 I asked my one of my friends, who is uh, also a designer, to help me to do like a studio logo, but okay. it hasn't been finished yet. So it's like a perfect. Excuse for me <laughs> to keep putting off doing this video. <laughs> anyway, anyway, uh, that's the idea behind uh, behind uh, why I create this studio, studio. at at that time. Yes, and right. I think part of the reason why I I created the studio, uh, like I I've said it before, is that it's what I've always want to do. Um, of course. That's the key. I love. I want to do that, but uh, in addition to that, during my working years, including my masters in the UK, I have met many wonderful people, uh, who may you know who may travel the world, who may speak multiple languages, who may spend years in a particular country just to yeah. understand and learn about that country's uh, yeah. culture. Maybe just like you, you know. <laughs> so. <laughs> You know, they have one thing in common. I found out, they are cultural inclusive. They have yeah. uh, compassion for the less fortunate. They fight for justice, and they try to make the world heard, even though the world won't allow it. So I think in this complex and confusing world, they shed they shed the light to the world, and they make every effort they can do just to make the world a better place. Uh, which I really appreciate, and eventually I believe they will be the light, even if it doesn't change anything in the end. But it will somehow inspire the next generation of young people to go on. So that's why I want to start this studio. I want I want to create a platform for them to be heard, and to show the world how our generation of people really see the world. Mm, wow. You know, people always say, you, you know, people always say that young people are the future, but they yes. don't listen to them. That's weird. It's strange. <laughs> that's, that's ironic, yes. right? <laughs> yeah, it's a strange word that I really hope the student can make a bit a noise. Yeah. Hopefully, your studio creates that outlet where young people um, can really start to shape the future of the world. Um, also, considering the time that we're in now, um, it's mm -hmm. really, really necessary and important for young people to come together to create the world that we want. Um, in that regard, so very good. Like I'm, I'm really exactly. impressed with, with exactly. what you what you want to do. So let's um, from a strategy and like um, film house or. Uh, media house okay. studio perspective what exactly is the plan okay. for link studio so are you going to go into commercial cinematography documentaries or mm -hmm. or what mm -hmm. well to be honest um it's something i have to mention the challenge i'm facing now okay so first <laughs> If you want to do something you like, you have to make it survive. So you have to make money uh, on it. But, um, but 
But uh, in uh, speaking of funding, you know, although the current equipment can basically meet the needs of filming and the pho- uh, photographing something like that, yeah. but if we are looking for better result, even better uh, equipment is not too much to ask. Yeah. You know what I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, and as a full time content creator, we actually have no income for quite a long time during the pre creation phase. So yeah. we must have found ways to make money through other means to sustain the content you really want to make. Yeah. But this will somehow affect the process of creating content, including yeah. maybe delays and you maybe just cancel it as the project you are doing because you just don't have time to do it. So it, this is a very major challenge I'm facing now. And uh, we, with regard to content creation, I think the first, uh, the first issue is about language. Mm. So currently, uh, Lightning Studio is based in China, and um, most of my content is actually in English. <laughs> and the main, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know it's weird, but the main reason I do this is because I want to communicate with people outside the Chinese-speaking world. And mm. give people, uh, give people in the non-Chinese world a better understanding of what young Chinese people really think, yeah. and how they live in China and so on. So yeah. I want to create a connection, and using the language that they most are familiar with is the easiest way to do that. Yeah. So, uh, so that's the reason why I speak in English a lot. In, uh, in a lot of contexts, yes, exactly. And, and even But also to add to that, sorry, it's mm-hmm. the fact that. Yeah, there are sure, more sure. young ahead. people now in China that speak mm-hmm. English. So um, also breaking that um, stereotype that, you know, maybe there's not a lot of English speakers in China. That, that's a lie. There are a lot of English mm-hmm. speakers in China. So you mm-hmm. being an example of that, you creating content is an example of that. In that way, you're able to bring more, you know, Chinese people who speak English to also share their experiences as well. Oh, thank you for saying that. Uh, <laughs> but but you know what? Um, by speaking English in China, actually, this means that I may lose some Chinese Chinese subscribers. Uh, you know, Chinese uh, followers. Audience, uh, therefore, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So all my, I think. Um, I have to change my uh, my strategy. So I think all my content will be should be available in English and Chinese as well, and at least just to provide English and Chinese subtitles. So that's mm. what I'm trying to do right now. To do. And the second challenge regarding content creation, I think, is the question、uh, of whether to preserve quality or quantity. I see. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> but actually, for my current、uh, update frequency, you can see that it's clear that my approach is to preserve quality. I can't say that I did a very great video, but I tried my best. But I think, but at the same time, that's the reason why a lot of my friends come up to me and ask why you are not updating anymore. <laughs> you know, the only thing I can reply that, you know, come on, good work is worth the wait. 
Absolutely. But in fact, I know in my heart that I should keep updating at a certain frequency. Otherwise,、mm. I will lose uh, sub uh, subscribers, and I don't want to lose the. But at the same time, I don't want to lose the quality. So my strategy at the moment, I think, is to slowly increase the frequency of updates, but only if I can guarantee the quality of the content. Okay. Yeah. Great. And I think, and I think the third challenge regarding content creation is whether to follow the trend of creating content that goes viral, or to create <laughs> content. You like,、yeah. okay. <laughs> I think you have the problem here <laughs> because I watched some of your videos and you mentioned the the question,、uh, this challenge. Okay, so to tell you the truth, you see, I haven't updated my ch、uh, YouTube channel for quite a long time. I actually made a video about、uh, the one cent challenge. I'm not sure if you know that. So basically, which is、uh, why I have to trade one one cent. And end up with something that could be worth like a thousand kwai in RMB. Okay. Yeah, it sounds really, it sounds very fun,、uh, a lot of fun, right? Yeah. But I saw, I, I saw this so actually. But when I finish it,、uh, I finish all of process,、uh, including recording and editing. I finish all of that, but I was hesitate to upload it because it wasn't what the channel want to be about. In the first place,、mm, so I decide I to change. Yeah, but I I have to make a decision that to change my strategy and embrace the different content. I I think I have to do that. And I told myself that it would be fun to challenge something that I couldn't do before. So、yeah. maybe I I will just upload this episode, maybe this video, maybe next week. <laughs> 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 All right. I think I have to、uh, mention one of challenges is about time management because the funny thing is about time is that if you tell people you work with a、uh, uh, as a content creator, they must think you have. You are very flexible with your time and must very free. Yeah, exactly. But that's not the case.、Uh, a good content creation takes a lot of time, including upfront to plan and do research. Yes, we spend a lot of time, a lot of time on doing research, and if, and we also spend a lot of time like uh, consider uh, to invite which guest to.、Uh, To join this show, maybe, and we have to consider、uh, consider the which way to record is best, and we have to organize all all of the materials after recording, and we have to review it, and all of the all of these are very you know specific and、uh, complex steps. I just have a feeling that、uh, since I became a content creator, I've been uh. I I feel like I always on the way, I you know I'm I'm thinking of the ideas when I'm walking my dog, which <laughs> which is actually so you see. And now、sorry. he's coming. <laughs> All right, I just continue. No, Danny. No. Danny's trying、no. to get on the show, people. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me take an example. So for my podcast, Lighter Spark. It's a weekly podcast. 
po- uh, it's a, actually a, po- a weekly podcast. So basically, I have to update every Monday, which means I'm probably working all weekend. So now my friends can't even ask me out, go out yeah. on the weekend. Yeah. But I think I will figure out a way around that. For example, maybe by planning ahead and、mm. getting done before the weekend. You know, it sounds really challenging for me and difficult、yeah. for me. But、uh, all I can all I can say is I will do my best. And sorry to my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned something before,、um, which is your time studying in Sheffield.、Um, just、yes. sort of give us like a brief summary of how was how was life in Sheffield. Uh, uh, I've been there for a year for my master study. So basically, I I enjoy most of time over there because、um, why I choose to study in the UK, of course, because I love the British culture, and I even like the British accent in English. So, <laughs> I see. so you see, so you see the reason why I choose there to,、uh, for my master degree, and、uh, but I think. Sheffield is kind of city. It's very, it's kind of a hilly city. So basically, you have to climb mountains if、mm. you go anywhere you want to go.、Uh, I, I do a lot of exercise at the time. Thanks, thank you, Sheffield. <laughs> Actually, I really appreciate it. And uh, but um, and I think、uh, when I study over there, I. I found a lot of cultural different、uh, difference differences、uh, between the British culture and the Chinese culture, but I think it is great because、uh, when speaking of、uh, cultural difference、uh, differences, we should avoid looking at the outside world in terms of our own culture. We should respect the diversity of cultures. So. I basically I I develop a theory of my own that as long as we are human beings, we are we always have like prejudice, but more importantly, we need to know how to break them down. So I think the best way to do that is to go and talk to people from、uh, different cultures, like I I mentioned before, and to learn from each other, and even to be able to go go the country and immerse yourself in the local, and that's. The thing I did、uh, when I was in the UK. So,、um, oh, by the way, I I have to mention one point here.、Uh, it's really important about the cultural differences. I think compared to the Western media's uh, criticism, uh, criticism that Chinese confidence in Chinese culture makes Chinese people look down on others, that's something I. I think is totally nonsense because I think the most of people, if you have been to China and have actually made friends with Chinese people, you can feel immediately、uh, that most of Chinese、uh, most of Chinese people are actually very humble. And、uh, why why people saying that for the Chinese people? I think this is because、uh, from a historical view. Uh, in the course of Chinese two thousand years of、uh, federal history, Confucian Confucianism actually played a very、uh, 
uh, vital role and held a deep-rooted position of dominance and uh, has uh, had a very profound and a very long-lasting influence on Chinese so- society. So uh, the Chinese attach importance to the traditional uh, hierarchy of ruler and a subject, father and a son, uh, and a se- uh, seniority, whereas in the British country uh, and American countries, uh, elders and juniors are on all equal footing, regardless of the boundaries between the uh, the old and the young, and tend to get along mm. as friends. You know what? This was one uh, one of the big cultural difference I felt when I first arrived in the UK, mm. and it's interesting because you find that in China. When we call people, for example, if there's an elderly lady, uh, uh, then you, when you call her, you might call her sister or auntie <laughs> and so on. Something in Chinese, in China, so you call 姐姐, sister 姐姐. or 阿姨, auntie. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But you can't never, you just can never just call an elderly lady as auntie yeah. on the street in in Sheffield. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of, it's kind of very rude in the West, I think. So it's you see the difference is quite big over there, and I think, um, in terms of the uh, family ties, I'd like to mention that uh, the Chinese traditions uh, has always about four generations in one family and the family reunion, and mm. there is an old saying that when parents are here, you do not travel far. Yes. So in Britain is uh, in Britain it's unsinkable that eighteen year old still live at home <laughs> and depend on the parents. Yeah, they have to you know they have to live independently on their own. Yeah. But similarly, older parents uh, in the in the UK, they even if they have lots of the ability to take care of themselves, do not really leave the children behind and are often placed in homes for the elderly and cares for by the society. I'm yeah. saying that because I actually I worked as a volunteer when I was in the UK uh, for the care house. You know, I visited a lot of mo- like almost like care homes in Sheffield. And I just saw the el- elders, they just stay stay at the care homes uh, by their own. And just, and some people just told me their son or daughters just, you know, paid them very, you know, not very often. So it make me think of, it will never happen in China. In China, yeah. It will never happen in China, yes. And so, but, also, this is where I see a big difference between China, Chinese and Western culture. And, uh, oh, by the way, I remember uh, watching one of your videos where you mm. said you grew up watching Chinese Kung Fu Hollywood movies, <laughs> right? <laughs> I did. I did. Right? I think every, yeah, okay. every so kid ta- in the West probably did. Every kid in the okay, West probably cool. did. Uh, okay, uh, what I'm trying to say is I tell you a very funny thing is that I grew up watching real Tai Chi Kung Fu masters. <laughs> my, mo- okay. my my really? father, my father, wow. yeah, yeah. My father is a real Tai Chi master. And he even like- uh, Your father? Ha- uh, has a- Yeah, exactly. 
Can I can I meet your and father? Really can I? <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Wow! I, I will tell him. Uh, basically, <laughs> she she has a training school now where he's teaching people to do Tai Chi. So, wow. but unfor- but unfortunately, despite all the opportunities I had, I I've had, I don't know how to do Tai Chi. <laughs> so it's very unfortunate. <laughs> but having grown uh, grown up with it by ear. I love mm. the underlying Chinese philosophy behind the Kung Fu. Okay. So in terms of education, um, you know, we are heavily influenced by the uh, federal Confucian culture in China. So although we value learning, but most of it is to obtain a diploma. And many institutions require a diploma in uh, when they are when they are doing requirement uh, recruitment, so yes. we are used to learning. Well, we are used to learning by rote. <laughs> <laughs> but but in the West, I think, however, the emphasis is on individual skills. So uh, there is no hard and fast requirement for a diploma. In the UK, I think innovation and critical thinking are key, and the students need to be creative and develop their critical thinking skills. And this is one of the most important things I learned while studying the UK. Mm. So, so you see, the Chinese and the Western cultures have a lot of differences, and there are also many culture, uh, many cultural differences. Not the same culture in the same point is that yes. these are for the cultural development of human history. So I think the good culture we should be to retain and appreciation and learn from each other. Mm. For some cultural customs do not meet the modern development. I think we really should go to reflect it and remove the, the, the chores, I think. So for example, Take an example here. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> uh, take okay. it a little bit long. So in China, the practice of disrespecting women are gradually improved. But actually, there are still some actual cases, such as the case of the chained women, uh, chained woman in Jiangsu province. I'm not sure if you've heard this this news before, but it's really you know it's a hard issue at that moment. But you know what what surprised me about this case was that the vast majority of Chinese uh, netizens uh, spoke out for her, both men and women. And although the local government did not handle this matter very well, and but after the constant monitoring and promotion by the Chinese. Uh, netizens, I think things are at least moving in a good direct direction. Mm. And more importantly, I think this case made me see that people are very aware of the importance of defending women's rights. So I think things are improving. Yeah. And back to the difference. So what I'm trying to point out he- uh, here is that um I think that we cannot uh, simply say uh, who is better and who is worse in terms of the cultural difference. Um, for the culture leading to the continued development of human culture, they deserve all of our uh, respect. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. um, 
I think you've you've touched on a very, you know, on actually not just one, but, you know, very critical points in terms of culture. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I hear you, if I hear you correctly, one of the things that you are advocating for is that we should respect people's culture, different cultures, you know, because they're from different places, they're from different times. There is always an element of of unity in every culture. So every culture Mm -hmm. has something in common with something else. Um, I'll give you a good example was when we went to Guizhou here in China. Mm. um, Mm -hmm. Some of the culture of the Miao people, right, Mm -hmm. Um, is very similar to a certain culture in Nigeria as well. Very, very similar. Oh, really? As soon as I saw it, I was like, wait what, what what like what is this doing here like this this should this is what and they're like no this is for the i'm like what this like it's it was so identical yeah. it was and you find that 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 is common in mm-hmm. a lot of cultures but the thing is we just don't take time as humans to actually learn about these things which is what i feel like you're advocating for mm-hmm. is irrespective of where anyone comes from um, let's take some time to learn about those things and then we can better understand ourselves better, um, which, which is a great way. I feel like if we do that, you know, the world would be a better place. Mm-hmm. The world would definitely be a better place. Totally, um, so, I agree. Yeah. yeah. One more question that I want to ask you in terms of culture, um, more of cultural mm-hmm. representation, cultural integration and exchange. Um, China has done quite a lot in terms of, you know, integrating a lot of cultures now, um, even cultures outside of China, into you know into mm-hmm. the society. Um, so, what do you think we can do more um, in terms of young people in China? Because um, I don't think mm-hmm. old people can do anything at this point. In terms of young people in China, what can we do more to enhance that you know that integration between young Chinese people? And people from other countries, whether they're, you know, young Chinese people, young um, South African people, young Nigerian people, mm-hmm. young American people. What can we do to integrate mm-hmm. and exchange more so that we can better respect ourselves and our different cultures? Mm-hmm. I think for actually most of young people now in China, actually they are very uh I think they are more, you know, got uh, integrated with uh, with the international friends uh, more than the than the last generation, like my fathers and my mothers. But but somehow, like you said, actually we can do better. For example, I think the first thing is, of course, we have to. I think we have to broaden broaden our, you know our site i think the best way is to do that is to go abroad and all or all, all just to say just go outside and talk to different people from back uh, different backgrounds different cultures it's the easiest mm. way to do that so just talk don't be afraid because you know most <laughs> of Chinese young people here they are actually just afraid to speak English. Uh, for take an example, and I think, of I, course I, there's some is people it afraid can speak or they're French. just shy. Yeah, I think it's more they're just shy yeah. rather than being afraid. Yeah, that's what I'm trying shy. to say. Yeah, okay. you're right. They're just shy. They're very shy. So don't be shy. Come on, just go out and talk with people. And mm. that's the first suggestion I would like to take out. And second, I think 
we、uh, just read, just read more about. I think the、uh, one of reason I want to learn English because I want to read the original English books. I want to learn the. How they uh, deliver, uh, deliver a story about themselves and how the all of the Western culture in the books. So I think read is really important to it,、uh, and also is a、uh, a very great way to learn the others' cultures and something like that. So please be sure to read more <laughs> more books about other countries about the other cultures and.、Uh, And next, I think. I think we.、Um, I think、uh, that's that's quite weird to say that, but、um, I think most of people in China, they we usually you know because of the because of the culture thing. I think people may not very you know,、uh, very take take importance of privacy. So、mm. you will see a lot of people. They may just took a picture about a foreigners. So <laughs> it, it's for me. It's kind of it's kind of rude somehow. I think, but actually they didn't realize it. So I think we have to, we have to, you know, we have to accept the truth is that we actually. A culture, we have to cons and pros. I think we have to accept the limitation of our culture. Sometimes we have to accept the mistake or something wrong thing、uh, we made, so we can fix it. We have to face it, so we can fi- we can fix it. So for the thing we we don't respect other people's privacy, we have to fix it. We can't take、uh, any picture without permissions. Take any, and、uh, you know, just just take the random pictures of the foreigner peoples、mm. <laughs> without permissions. It's not okay, people. Okay, so I think that's the very important thing to learn. And I think things about getting better because、uh, most of my friends and realize that that is kind of a, a matter. So they won't do that. So. I think this something I I want to give some suggestions to the young people to show the respect to the other cultures and other peoples from different countries. Great, thank <laughs> thank you very much.、Um, it's it's I really hope that you know um, um,、mm-hmm. your studio Lightning Studio will be able to、mm-hmm. um, shed more light on these things to the younger generation.、Um, but rightly, like you said, the younger generation of Chinese people today are more,、um, you know, they're more internationally acclaimed. They know a lot more than the previous generation.、Mm-hmm. Um, you you talk about you know people taking photos of you. In my experience,、mm-hmm. um, yes. I think it's happened to me maybe once or twice,、Same. but it was never a young person. You know, it was which is why. Oh really? Eventu- yes, it was、mm-hmm. never a young person.、Um, which、mm-hmm. is why eventually it took it was it took me time to understand why that was happening,、um, and after I understood why, so what I would do is. As soon as I saw that they were taking the picture, I would actually go to them, smile, and say, "Let's take a picture together." Like you don't have to steal the picture. Let's just take the picture, and and then you know we talk it out, and then they're like, you know, and then I use that to explain that it's better that you just ask me and say, you know, let's take a picture than trying to steal、mm-hmm. a picture. 
And, you know, hopefully mm-hmm. in that way, I help them learn that this is not really acceptable. You can just ask, you know. One last thing that I want us to discuss before, um, sure. before I let you wrap it up is um, the work culture in China. Um, mm-hmm. What is the work culture? I, I, I can't remember if it's called the, what's the nine to... Nine, 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 six. Oh, nine, 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 nine six. six. Yes, nine, nine, six, nine, nine, six. <laughs> yeah. Um, you've been in that. You've been in that industry. You've worked um in that sector mm-hmm. before. What exactly is it like? Because I don't think a lot of people mm-hmm. understand what um how hectic it is to work as to work in corporates in China. Maybe in corporate. Maybe anywhere actually. What is nine, nine, six? Uh, what is nine, nine, six? Okay. So um, ba- uh, basically, the nine nine six. How to how to put it put it all together? So, or in speaking of this nine nine six working culture in China, I think I have to mention a little bit about uh, two phenomena, uh, which which is I I mentioned also in my podcast about. Uh, innovation and lying flat. These two phenomena, uh, mm. which have emerged in China, well, these two words, innovation uh, and flying flat, uh, lying flat, actually reflects that um, the Chinese young people struggles in the unnecessary over competition. Com- competi- competition and mm. some of them just you know just want to give up the competition and just lying. <laughs> You know, just oh, that words okay. showed lying flat. Yes, and I think for uh for the nine six work culture itself, it actually it means that practice working from nine a.m. to uh nine p.m. Uh, six days a week. That is said to be common among young uh, among countries, big technical companies and uh, startups, and and I I mentioned before the internet uh, industries, and. You know, it's really make people fr- uh, very frustrating and very stressful. So that's why I come uh, come up with. Uh, that's why the two phenomena of involution and lying flat emerged fastly uh, in China, and which I think is something I re- we really take it very serious. And uh, we have to think it, think it very critically. And I hope things, I think things were getting better, but, uh, um, I'm not sure. But I agree that by supporting the industry transformation, expanding the share of high end industry, and encouraging young entrepreneurship through national policies, it may be, it may be possibly to. Elevate the problem of excessive competition caused by you know this kind of nine six working culture or the phenomena of phenomena of the involution and the lying flat. Wow! Great, great. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, interesting, interesting times. You know, mm-hmm. with 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 every society that's growing. Um, we get to see this type of thing happening. People start to push beyond 
a certain wage wage group and then you know the competition increases people want to make more money um so the more the country expands mm-hmm. the more these things will happen but one thing that you also mentioned is the <clears throat> some of the national policies that the government are coming with now um in a bit to sort of mm-hmm. help reduce competition but still you know incentivize people to you know want to work and be better for themselves which brings me to your documentary the one that you made turning um turning 30 <laughs> which was for your friend yes. so was that yes. did you get the inspiration from the work life in china yes is that yes exactly because at the moment actually my friend stephanie in the video and i we both just quit our jobs oh <laughs> but okay. we de- but but you can tell that uh when you watch the video you can tell that we actually held like totally different attitudes about quitting jobs and go back uh, uh you know just uh taking a break something like because for my friends she just really stressful you know for about her future about her career but for me i think i i'm a bit of like calm down and <laughs> i think maybe because oh, i know what i want to do and for her um uh, she's in a, a situation that she a little bit about uh, a little bit uh, a little bit confusing about um, what she really like it, uh for uh, for her career so i think maybe this is the reason why we held a like totally different attitudes and for those who are listening um so ling mm-hmm. directed a new documentary titled turning 30 um it's a documentary about a lady who um is part of the work life in the very busy city of beijing i believe beijing um yes, but yes, you know she wanted to find something more um something that would make her more happy right and she's trying to look for some type mm-hmm. of balance in life and she ultimately mm-hmm. quit her job by the way if you if you if you're listening and you would like to watch this documentary i will include a link in the show notes for today um lastly okay. is there any current project that you were working on now um at lightning studio is all right so i'm i uh, it's i'm currently planning a series uh, of video project called uh, uh, coming home um because i found out actually i'm not uh totally familiar with my hometown uh why why i'm living now because i just got like a very few understanding of my uh, hometown's culture and the people living here so i really want to get a better understanding of them so i i think i will create a series called coming home to uh, you know try to bring more people to get a better understanding about my hometown uh, in nan in nan's culture and my people's living here so that but it's it, it's a still you know just an idea but i'm trying okay. to make it come true so that's really what i really want to do so hope you can see it one day but not not very soon i think <laughs> <laughs> great great um well that that's all the time that we're going to have for today's episode 
Um, thank you mm. very, very much, Link, for coming on the show. Thank you. And to everybody who's listening, thank you for coming. Um, a special shout out to Lightning Studios for um, for their feature on this episode. Thank you for the insights and the perspectives that you shared, um, especially from a young person in China. I feel like that is very critical. And also as a creative um you know, finding your spark, finding something that makes you happy, mm -hmm. um, which is a great, which is a great thing to say. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Google, and everywhere else you get your podcast. Um, if you'd like to learn more about Ling, our guest today, um, I will put her link in the description and the show notes. Um, plus, if you'd like to support the show as well, you can buy us a dumpling through the link in this episode's show notes. And until that, until next time, remember that everything will be perfectly balanced. Thank you and bye.